0: and I keep telling people this you're not supposed
1: to like a protest. Protests right. are not supposed to be comfortable. comfortable. I love basketball. I would love to see basketball being played. If they still decide to be um Uncle Toms and play, I'm going to watch, but I'm going to watch thinking y'all are Uncle Toms. But I love <laughs> I love basketball. Yo. Hello, 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 hello. Um, This is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. Um, I have Victoria with me today. Not sure if Lon will be joining us (laughs) today or not. Um, I started off the podcast with him, and then uh, something happened. So, again, we continue just to lift Lon Richardson up and his family. Oh, Lon himself, like there's nothing wrong with Lon himself. It's just a lot going on in his life right now. So we lift him up to the Lord and him and his wife and just his family as a whole. Um, man, today is more of the same, but, I've, you know, we that's a part of being a podcast is that we have an obligation to talk about things and we have an obligation to Uh, give our opinions and our thoughts on what is going on in the world and keep you guys informed on what's going on in the world. So I'm here. Victoria is here. And uh, for me, this is definitely a tough one, like tougher than all the other ones. But here we are. So I don't even want to ask Victoria how she is. Why not? But, but what's, well, what's going on? <laughs> well, what's going on? <laughs> Why not? Why don't you want to ask me?
2: It's a lot. Pray for me, honestly and truly. Yeah. Because I'm about to, I don't know. <sighs> it's like work on top of everything that's happening in the world, on top of... Mm-hmm taking a class on top of it's just too much right now honestly
1: a lot. it's a lot um i was listening to uh fred hammond um before the podcast i was listening to sounds of blackness before the podcast just trying to prepare myself and just trying to get into a better mood man it it is it is I'm not going to say it's the worst time to be Black, but it is a very, very hard time to be Black right now.
2: Fact. I
1: can can imagine, I can remember better times being Black. It was never the popular thing to be Black. Um, But, uh, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like, you know, the actual full-on Black experience, no. But, uh, you know, I can... Remember better times is what I'll say. Um, Just, you know, and just within the past 48 hours, I've lost count.
2: It is literally just like a new story, seemingly every hour on the hour. I feel like every time I get on Instagram, there's like a new face, there's a new hashtag, there's... A new reason to be
1: upset, upset, enraged,
2: yes, and
1: outraged.
2: And I was telling my friend because she was checking on me, especially in light. And we'll get to the especially in light of like what happened in Atlanta this past weekend. And I told her I was just like, I've reached a point where like I can't even like consciously process everything. I, f- I very much feel like I'm just like watching everything happened and like I'm not even able to react anymore. Which is not necessarily the, the space that I want or like to be in. But I'm just at my cap.
1: Yeah. As a person who feels like, as a person who's a problem solver and feels like they need to fix everything, this is very I'm not going to say humbling, but it's, it is, um, discouraging to say the very least. Very discouraging. Um, we, I, you know, I don't, I don't have the words, man. I don't have the words and I don't have the reach. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the issue for me it's like how many things can i post how many protests can i go to um how much more can we say on this podcast yeah and you know what i mean um how much more can i how many more conversations can i have with my white friends you know what i mean because they don't know every white person in the world um how much more do I have to argue with people on social media and in, you know, and in public places, you know? Yeah. Like how much more can Keith himself do? And I'll say this. I don't think that I have really sat down and prayed. And I don't think that America as a whole or black America, definitely as a whole has sat down and really like, just pray, and just I'll say America as a whole with the coronavirus. but I feel like that's
2: part of the problem though, like
1: okay, yeah, there's
2: a large <laughs> issue within like the church as well, like for it to be a collective effort, it's just like there needs to be collective acknowledgement in my opinion mm. like I feel like this is all <laughs> it's. <laughs> Um, There's just a lot that's happened, but it's just also seeing like the church's lack of response or a very disjointed response Mm -hmm. to all of this. And that's not to say that prayer does not like prayer definitely works. But I think in terms of like having a blanket, like everybody who is of the faith needs to pray. I'm just like, well, you're you have a church that like doesn't even Is it like the church can't even be on one accord in regards to this? Um, So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just.
1: You think that there's some people that don't think that there is something to pray about. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Because, again, acknowledgement is missing. Like, people don't, people still refuse to be like, this is an issue or take a stance on this. So, yeah, to your point, yes, correct. I do, like, there are still people who don't acknowledge that there is systemic race, like, that there is an issue here at play, (laughs) which... Which what? I didn't have anything to say after that.
1: Well, the Zoom know. be acting up. Um, I'll tell you this: we gon' we gonna pray before this podcast is over, cause this is and uh, prayer should be our first response, but uh, oftentimes it's our last response. Um, I guess. Well, I'll say it like this, because the Bible talks about praying without ceasing, how we should always be praying. And of course, I think we look to the hills from which cometh our help. And we do ask God in passing as we continue to do and walk in faith. So I'm not gonna say, Oh, you know, we haven't even prayed. But like, yeah. like when there's literally nothing else to do but to pray. Um I look in scripture when when things were happening and you know, oftentimes it would be this big thing of there needs to be a corporate fast. There needs to be a, like a coming together in solidarity of fasting and lamenting, like burn, like tear your clothes, pray to God, put ashes on your head. You know what I mean? Like all that type of stuff that they were doing back then. And it was like, then maybe God will hear, hear us and come to our rescue. So, I don't know what to pray for, but I know that the Holy Spirit knows what to pray for. So, I will pray knowing that the Holy Spirit knows exactly what to pray. Um um in the midst of my um inadequate prayers, the Holy Spirit is there to to pray you know perfectly. So, yeah. Okay. So today is June fifteenth, two thousand twenty. Captain's log. We still in this thing. Um, count it all joy. What are, what are things to be grateful for? Um, we're we we are still here. I mean, but we still would count it all joy if we weren't here. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But um, but God is has decided to keep us here to continue to be that salt and light that the Bible talks about. And I will continue to do so. I will bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Um, But yeah, we, I'm just going to shoot off the, off the cup today. And I'll, I'll refer to the list, you know, hopefully Lon joins us. If not understandable, a lot going on there. Um, Let's see what he has though. Do we have any upon further reviews?
2: I don't think so. Not that I can recall.
1: Okay. Happy Obama Day. Uh, June 14th. And F you to Trump's birthday. Thoughts?
2: I mean, I guess. Like That's the thing. I was just like, he's still this, the like, president, like, guys. That to me is literally just like bottom of <laughs> like. I honestly am not like. I was <laughs> like, there's way more going on than wanting to champion being like a petty campaign against Trump. Like yeah. he trash, we know it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we refocus on what actually is happening right now?
1: Yeah. I don't um, think you go out the way to do things to to hurt i don't think you go out the way to be rebellious you know what i mean and maybe rebellious isn't the right word but to show your contempt yeah that's the word contempt towards a person um just don't say happy birthday
2: yeah I think that's the thing. I was like, what like, what is this doing for you? Like do you feel better? Like I'm like genuinely asking this, though, like not even trying to be like funny in this situation or like sarcastic in the situation. Like I genuinely do wonder, like, what do people gain from this? I'm pretty sure the answer is nothing like i don't know like do you feel like vindicated <laughs> like do you feel like oh yeah i stuck it to him like i'm just it's- genuinely curious because i'm like i don't that just never appeals to me i'm like i'd rather use my words and my impact for something
1: i mean it's like i guess it's like what we were what i was saying in the beginning about people that just feel powerless and so you just want to feel some type of control in a situation that you have zero control over. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we yeah. talk about going out and voting, but like in the in the midst of it and in the thick of it right now, he's still the president. He's still making decisions and not making decisions, you Absolutely. know, in you know, in office. So um I get it. It is kind of foolish you know what I mean? Uh, You know, just don't say happy birthday. You know what I mean? He was like, this is my president, you know, with a picture of Obama. (laughs) It's like, but he's not. And you have to come to grips with the fact that he's not the president anymore. Yeah, You know? And so all that Obama said, like, you know, first of all, I don't believe. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you'll hear this in, in christian spaces especially white christian spaces we're supposed to obey our leaders you know we're supposed to be to obey our lead. like you are supposed to obey your leaders up until the point that it goes against disobeying the ultimate leader shadrach meshach and abednego got in trouble for not obeying their leader because it would disobey their God. Whatever their leader wanted them to do, it would get them in trouble. Daniel disobeyed his leader because it went against what his ultimate leader and master told him to do. Um, so on and so forth, you know, um, you know, the list goes on, but you know, and so, for us, especially as 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 black people, it's harder for us, and it should be harder i mean it shouldn't be harder for us, but like when we're we're the ones being disenfranchised, it should be yeah. harder for us to just say. Yeah, let me comply because I'm a Christian and the Bible says to comply. No, the Bible doesn't tell you to follow along blindly and just do whatever people are telling you to do. Do what people are telling you to do, leading you to hell. That's not what the Bible is telling you to do. The Bible always talks about follow this person as they follow Christ. Follow your children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. You know, um, the Bible talks about you know, it talks about praying for your leaders and things of that nature. But it's but the ultimate thing is to follow the Lord your God. You know, so if it goes against what God is telling, and if someone is going against what what God is literally mandating his people to do, then no.
2: Yeah. You
1: know? Um exactly. So uh
2: But that's I, convenient Christianity for
1: you. For who?
2: For people who like don't want to like process the whole picture in terms of like following your leaders up to a certain point. But I just feel like, I mean, convenient Christian, when I say convenient Christianity, it's just like people picking certain pieces of the Bible and running with it without taking the full, like, the context of where it exists and what it actually means. And you
1: know what I'm starting to realize? A lot of people. Want convenient Christianity? They want to be able huh, on both sides, right? Lord, stop! Doing, well, <laughs> the Lord will, will like give me three thoughts at one time, and I I can't. I'll be honest, I can't stand it. <laughs> so, but the uh, you know that's. Uh, what do you call it? Convenient Christianity. I find that's what a lot of people want, whether it be on one end of the spectrum or the other. Right. So people want to be spoon fed things. Right. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what I need to do. And then I'll do it. And so then I'll know if I'm right or I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And we know as believers that it's, 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 not that simple and it's way more simple than that at the yeah. same time right um so well to make it easier it's just not that <laughs> it's yeah. not that it's not follow these rules and you'll be okay that's not what christianity is and that's not what god has called us to do god has called us to be thinkers god has yeah. called us to be critical thinkers And I will say each and every last believer, I think he is called, because if it were not so, he would not have given us a brain. He would not have given us different types of brains. He would not have given us different types of opinions. There are opinions that we can have as believers inside the body of Christ.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think, and that's the big thing, right? That's That's one of the big things. Our individuality is pleasing to God. Our individuality is pleasing to God. So when people say, and I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm going to come back. But when people say, um, I don't see color, it is a direct, it is a di- it's a, in direct defiance to what God has intended. Yeah. I would dare to say it's an abomination to not see color. You know what I mean? Outside mm-hmm. of like being literally born colorblind. Like God has designed it that way. He yeah. has designed people to be different for his purposes. Now there are certain things like where it's like, no, I didn't design you to be different in this way, but you're choosing to be different in this way. So that's a no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. but And that's the thing about being a believer. God, once you become a believer, you are on track to be well first of all you already are who God has called you to be. But it's this already but not yet. Like you are you already are who God has called you to be. You're like you are who God sees you as, but you are becoming also who God sees you as, who who you're supposed to be. So God has perfected you and he's still perfecting you all at the same time. But let me back up. So to say to you know, people, they just want the work done for them. Like we yeah. like we were saying people, they want the work done for them. So just tell me what I need to do. And then you got other people that say, just tell us what we need to do or tell them what they need to do so that we can pinpoint each and every place where they jacking up at. Yeah. And again, it's not that simple. And that my friend is definitely the enemy's work you say you are not supposed to be doing this you supposed to be doing that you it's kind of like it's kind of like I, like people want people to be robots you know what i mean but when you become a robot you have no sense of for lack of a better term like what is a case by case situation and mm-hmm. god looks at case by case situations god looks at the heart god looks at a man's heart for why he's done certain things yeah now definitely yeah you shouldn't have done Like, there are things that we shouldn't do and then we still do. But, like, but speaking from the standpoint of, like, am I just supposed to blindly obey my leader? No, I'm not. Right. Am I supposed to obey my leader? Just, no, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed, I am to think critically. I am to think critically. Now, if, if so, again, case by case, it's not as simple as, oh man, you were supposed to obey a leader. And that was it. It's like, no, did you like, well, you knew what I wanted. It's like, it's like the, uh, it's like the, uh, remember the story, the parable that Jesus told with the man with uh, one talent and the mm-hmm. other had, um, I think he had two or, and then another had five. five you yeah. I mean, and, you know, he was like, y'all, well, I knew that you were a very stern and rigid leader. And so, you know, I buried it. It was like, no, f- what? So you- <laughs> right. he's like, that's literally
2: not <laughs> what I asked you to do.
1: <laughs> breaking that, breaking that scripture down is incredible. It's like the Lord broke it down for me like a bunch of times. It's so dope. But from this standpoint, right, you knew the type of leader that I was. So like, so it was a lie for that man to say what he said. It was a lot li- like he told it was a half truth. It's like, I knew you to be this way. He's like, you did know me to be that way, but you knew it. You, you didn't know it in the right, like where it was supposed to be placed. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you knew that I was this way. And so you tried to use how I am against me to your benefit. And that's not what that's not, that's never going to fly. Yeah. I knew that you was this way, so I hit it. No, you knew that I they also knew that I was this way, so they knew to go and multiply what I had given them. Right. So what are you talking about? You know, and so again it's it's God has designed for us to do critical thinking as believers. Um and I think it pleases the Lord to do so.
2: Big facts.
1: Um what are we doing? <sighs> Oh yeah, so what was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, what topic was that? Uh oh yeah, happy birthday, happy Obama Day. It's not Obama Day. Don't do that, I guess. I will say this. I um there was a post about about the Trump rally coming up in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um he pushed it back because out of respect for Juneteenth, um Why are you making that
2: face? I honestly don't believe anything at this point, but okay. He
1: He didn't do it. He was going to do it on that day, and he didn't do it.
2: Okay. Trump is
1: a tricky man. That's, well, no, it's not, it is, but it isn't. It's it's like, well, why are you doing the things that you're doing? So that's, you're skeptical right now.
2: Yes, I am. (laughs) Because it's just like it's never ending with him. So it's just like okay, you're about to do this disrespectful thing. Now you're backtracking on it. But I'm just like, are you setting the stage so you can do some other tomfoolery? So Mm. I'm just so yes, I am very skeptical and not. I'm not easily moved by anything that anything right that he.
1: I want to speak to that real quick, but 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 before I get there, so Trump um Donald president Donald Trump um you know uh he postponed his Trump rally for till the next day i believe um so there was a post saying um how about we all get together and get all of the Trump rally tickets so that mm-hmm. there will be no one there i posted it and i was like i got my two tickets right so mm-hmm. i got two tickets in my opinion, that's two people that they're expecting to be there that will definitely not be there, right? And you have to watch out for it, and you have to watch out for attendance because of the coronavirus, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, granted, there might be people there and like that are coming that didn't know to get tickets or whatever. Sure, but it won't be nearly as many people as you thought. Why do you take... But, you know, so someone... I just really don't. I just really don't. I just really... I'll I'll be honest. I don't think people are smart, Victoria. Me either. I don't think people think. Forget critically. I don't think people think. They just want stuff, like I said, they want stuff. So this person, she was like, why did you buy the ticket? It just seems like you're doing this for clout. I'm like, what are you talking about?
2: It's literally simple logic. It is. Simple logic baseline, elementary logic.
1: Do you know how tickets work?
2: Right. Sis, what are (laughs) you doing?
1: (laughs) So you bought a Trump... I said, I literally just said, (sighs) you don't buy them. They're free. I would never put any money towards this campaign. I would never.
2: I actually had to check a friend on that, too, because somebody had posted the same thing on Twitter, and he responded. He was just like, but Trump's still getting your money, and I responded, and I was just like, "How? <laughs> How it's a free money? rally with <laughs> limited tickets. How is he getting your money?" Mm-hmm. And he responded, "Oh, I misunderstood.
1: Yes, or you didn't book read.
2: away and sends me the link. I'm like, you need the link. I'm good. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, why are y'all like this?
1: Yeah, people are boy." I'm done. I'm, I'm done with the Facebook statuses. I'm done. You can read my Facebook comments <laughs> for entertainment, if you all would like, because I am through. People will argue with you on points that you did not make. People, Correct. they'll see something, and they'll just dive in on it. I'm like, wait, wait. And like Before you know it, you're like, wait, I didn't even say this. What, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not what I posted. It's distracting, and so yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done. Like, but I, it's been hard for me to stop because I'm like, y'all need to see this, y'all need to see this, y'all need to see this. Um, I lost, I think I lost my white contingent. I think I lost my white following recently.
2: Well, we're gonna pray that they become enlightened some other way. Yeah, it's just like I'm sorry that my blackness and my black experience inconveniences you, but that was hard to be inconvenienced.
1: You know what it was that set me off? It was a post that I think a senator or a governor made about um black people not washing their hands or something. Or
2: my oh my gosh, yo, <laughs> wait, 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 because I know what you
1: gonna say. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Yep. So I think it was a post about that, and yeah, I think I lost him on this one because I I I said enough, enough. We're not gonna do that. Um, I'm I'm gonna just find out exactly who it was, and then you weigh in on you like. Pretty <laughs> um, sure it was
2: West Virginia. Uh,
1: let me see. He was a senator.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's coming up senator questions if colored population yeah and not washing hands is behind covid 19 disparity nope he's not from west virginia you had a one in the 50, you had a one in 50 chance of getting race. it right so who was, was
2: like, it west virginia um, did something else oh never mind
1: be racist they just racist anyway
2: incest um, once rampant
1: <laughs> allegedly okay Republican Ohio Senator Steve Huffman had an interesting take on how racism and the coronavirus pandemic intersect. He believes that a certain community's hygiene may play a large part as to why black people have been disproportionately impacted by the respiratory disease. My point as I understand African Americans have a higher incidence of chronic conditions and it makes them more susceptible to death from COVID, Huffman said in a public hearing. But why it doesn't make them more but why it doesn't make them more susceptible to just get COVID. Could it just be that African-Americans or the colored population do not wash their hands as well as other groups or wear a mask or do not socially distance themselves? That could be the explanation of the higher incidence. In In addition to his role as a state senator, Huffman is also an emergency room physician, a point that was also mentioned during the hearing.
2: Well first of all yep <laughs> colored <laughs> yeah. no we're not doing that second of all how are you going to sit here and question the hygiene habits of black people when there have been numerous conversations about the fact that white people do not bathe you are nasty like you will not see also you're an idiot do you not know how chronic conditions work like that has nothing to do has nothing to do with hygiene (laughs) like white people listen in my time as someone who has (laughs) spent more than enough time in predominantly white environments y'all are the ones who have the poor hygiene habits it's not black people I was taught how to wash my behind growing up. I was taught how to wash my hands growing up. Y'all are the ones who sit here and filth and rank just like <laughs> day after day. Yeah, feel- and then you want to sit here as an ER doctor and say like, oh no, I think it's because black people are dirty. You can actually go jump off a cliff. Like hmm. that is No,
1: Victoria, no.
2: He can't. Tell
1: him to go jump off a cliff. <laughs>
2: I'm so tired. White people love being the ones who don't do certain things and then they try to blame it on black. And like, put. how is, how? It literally makes no, like, it's not logical. It is insane to me every single time a white person's like, black people just don't do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, it's actually y'all who do X, Y, Z. So leave us out of it. Okay, I'm done.
1: For so now. I, I posted. Don't get me started <laughs> I'm in all caps. Don't get me started if there's a group of people that don't watch things dot, dot,
2: <laughs> hello, I
1: lost my um I think i I lost my white um following after that.
2: Some people just don't like hearing the truth, like they what? know they had that aunt and uncle who isn't a hygienic
1: person. I'm like, fam, we not we not about to do that. We not about to do that. Like like we I we I've left that topic alone. You know what I mean? And black people as a whole have literally left that topic <laughs> alone about races that don't wash their hands and clean properly. Don't do that. Because Because we've been desegregated for a while now. So we be in these bathrooms, in these public bathrooms with y'all. We be in the next, the next to the next stall over from y'all. Because I ain't doing that right next to you. Right
2: next to you, (laughs) no.
1: And we see, I see y'all zip y'all pants, not flush the toilet, walk right out. I'm like, you missed a few steps, a
2: few, but we the way. And
1: and and it'd be, it, it's it's a, it's a lot of people from the Caucasian persuasion that do it, quite a lot. And I I remember I was talking to my mother about it right before COVID hit, or maybe like right when it just started. And I you know, I said, I think it is a form of white um privilege in their mind to think that they're like, you know, that their stuff doesn't stink, you know? Mm-hmm. Literally. Like I don't have to do this because I'm not dirty. Like whatever I'm touching mm-hmm. isn't dirty and I don't get dirty and I don't I'm like, no if y'all are the ones that gave it to us, y'all are the ones that spread it to us. And I'm not going to sit up on this podcast every week and try to qualify. And, you know, myself is not being a racist. I love, I love people of all creeds. You know, I love, you know what I mean? Just, you know, though, though a lot of stuff is happening, I'm mad at I like, I don't know, I'll be honest. I, I I'll be honest now. Well, where I'm at right now. I have white people that I like. I have white people that I trust, right? Um, but white people as a group right now, I'm I'm not fond of.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and
1: that's just where I am. And There it is. You know, I can can count on maybe two hands, the white people that I know, love, and trust. You know what I mean? White people that I know have my back. But I'm grateful that I can count on two hands. I am grateful that I know good, quote unquote, good, because I don't believe anybody's good, but I know good white people. And that's like saying I know good black people, right? But whatever right now like we not the one whatever right because right we're not, not about, the ones yeah I'm like, we're not the we ones go. out here killing people yeah. and getting all scot-free from it you know yeah so i'll say i'll say this at the very least i don't trust white people and i'll i'll say this for black america as a whole it's not that we hate white people altogether. Is that at the very core we don't trust y'all, and history has taught us, and even the present right now is teaching us, and ha- and is continuing to teach us that we don't trust you, and you are not to be trusted because mm-hmm. y'all flip at the, a lot of white people flip at the drop of a dime, like when it benefits them. Yeah. And again, it's white privilege. Is you're allowed to do that. You know what I mean? It's you. It's something happens and you run off and tell. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like, why are you telling everything? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have to tell everything. Like, why why are you calling the police for everything? Because the police are your friend, but they're not our friend. We don't trust the police either. Yeah. For reasons that you can see.
2: Right. It's why. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't really have, I don't have the space. I have the space for, like, one white person at this point in time. What? Hmm? Say that again. I have the space for one white person in my life at this point in time. You got a space for one? Yeah. Of the, of the white people that I know <laughs> and, like, you know, associate with, I got space for one. But that's because, like, she's shown herself prior to all of this to be just, like, about it. And, like, wanting to always learn and not waiting for, like, disaster to strike. To be like, oh, my gosh. Like, what? Like, how can I help? What do you need? Are you okay? It's just like, no, I'm not okay. (laughs) Like, please stop asking me that.
1: Yeah. I've had... um. Like so, all the ones that I could count on on the two hands that I had, maybe it might even be one, but all the ones that I could count on um, on my hands, those are the people that I've had multiple conversations with about Mm -hmm. race. The ones that have been—I don't even want to say open-minded. Like I would just say minded in general. Like it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, And that's what like lets me know. That's one of the things that lets me know that racism is bigger. Like, what the Bible tells us is that we we're never wrestling against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. you know. But that's one of the things that lets me know that racism is a spirit. Is it like how can you be this dumb? Only a spirit can make <laughs> you this dumb. It's true though. Deaf and not how so deaf, dumb and naive. How and so um. But yeah, those are those are those people for me as well. Um, Speaking of deaf, dumb and naive. uh, uh, America and the media um, companies as a whole have been uh, doing all they can to pander (laughs) towards the black community as of late. Um, exactly. I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the the politicians that were wearing the Kente Club.
2: They they down, down,
1: <laughs> and there was a meme that said Black Panda and I started dying. <laughs>
2: When that (laughs) picture came across my phone screen, it was just like, I laughed so hard because it was just like, I couldn't even be, I couldn't even be anything but amused because it was just so ridiculous i was like you know what this is why people don't like democrats either <laughs> like because y'all doing nonsense like this go pass a bill go sign up go, go put a policy in front of some people we ain't ask you for this sorry continue on with no that.
1: for sure that's is but that's everything that's happening right yeah. now and and my hope my hope and my prayer is that this stuff is happening cool but it's happening in lieu of something greater We want justice. We know that they have to go through the the judicial system. They have to go through the rigmarole or whatever is going on when it comes to court and all of that stuff. I get it. And that's the same type of justice that we want. We don't want y'all to handle it right there in the middle and just decide that they don't deserve to live anymore. We want to go through the same judicial um, process that they are allowed to go through. Period. And not just get lynched in the street. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? So,
2: but but even with going through the process, though, it has to be a fair, like, yes. yes. Like, people still go through the process and it's still time and time again. We get unfair sentences and treatment. So, but I get what you're saying.
1: Yes. I mean, that too.
2: But even from Um. jump, it's just like, can we eat, like, can y'all let us even get to? like the entry point of entering into the judicial process, which again, denied often. Cause y'all kill us. Mm -hmm. Y'all being Mm -hmm. white people.
1: No, thank you for saying that. Cause I didn't mean to, I don't mean to negate that as well. That definitely happens as well. Um, Also. So, so all of these things are happening. Starbucks said, no, no black, Black Lives Matter paraphernalia and everybody was in uproar and then it was like, I bad." you could wear Black Lives Matter paraphernalia and we was all like, nah.
2: No! <laughs> no! It's crazy because I'm like, this is the same company that closed down all of their shops for a two day racial bias training after the uproar about how those two black patrons were treated. And I'm just like, y'all. People do stuff
1: just to say that they didn't. Exactly.
2: And I was like, I mean, I ain't trust y'all before with y'all over sugar drinks that aren't even that good. So, I rock with.
1: Nah, I rock with Dunkin' Donuts. It's mad Middle Eastern people that own Dunkin' Donuts. And so that's where I'm at. Um, I respect it. Well, you know, well, I would say Dunkin' Donuts is king up here. Just like Starbucks is, is king down there. Yeah. It
2: definitely is. There are Dunkin' Donuts Same. on every corner of Boston. For real?
1: <laughs> Like, when I got down to Atlanta, it was culture shock. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go do... I'm like, the nearest Dunkin' Donuts is, like, 10 miles away. What? That was, like, when I... <laughs> nah. Like, maybe, like, I was saying, like, the past two or three years when I started working for myself and I would get up later and I would go and get coffee. I'm like, I realized coffee was beneficial in some areas for me. Yeah. No, let me go to Dunkin' I'm like, wait a minute. This ain't they're scarce out here (laughs) they are um so but in life in one of those things um victoria posted about a young man um the bachelor hasn't had i'll just jump right to it the bachelor hasn't had um a, a, a black bachelor in 24 years i would say in the whole entire existence of black bachelors of bachelors and um Apparently, Victoria was excited and wanted to know where she could sign up for this. And I was su- very surprised at you about this.
2: Did you not see my next page, my next post? No,
1: because I was too... I oh, was like, I literally
2: typed another message right after that. I said... No, wait, wait, it. right
1: after what? What was the first message?
2: The first one was like, first of all, ABC is shady for just now. Having no, a black that wasn't graduate. the first
1: one. No
2: it was no
1: it was not the first one was like where can i sign up
2: okay keith yes the first one was that i was like wait let me add my extra thought and then i was just like abc is shady for just having done this but i was just like but where can i sign up because and then the eye looking emoji but then on my next slide i put "Mm, he probably doesn't even date black women which has been confirmed so it don't matter that's the thing you could be attractive but i know you're trash that's tried. where you
1: start at. But you don't mess you with. You don't have to be trans. You don't mess with opinion. skin
2: folk. You don't mess with kin folk. He, he white, too. Half. Okay,
1: that's the half I like. Okay. This is the half he identified with, I guess. Or not necessarily. He First of Chief, all. I'm
2: not saying that he can or cannot like white. What I'm saying is he doesn't my date black people. And I'm fine is, with that.
1: My <laughs> issue is why the T.F. Now. Why now? And you know exactly why now. ABC, we don't care. (laughs) This is not reparations. Y'all been winning the Black Bachelor for a while. Okay, so here, like. What good does this do? I mean, it might do some good, but not nearly as much good as it would do if y'all would stop killing us. How about, how about that? Right. I was like, and, we and don't need giving us, time
2: television. And
1: like Victoria said, stop giving us um unjust and irrational sentences and, and senten- sentencing people 60 years for an ounce of weed and stuff like that. Right. When weed is basically legal now. Especially when it's legal now. Um
2: it's okay. You got Dems and Kente Claus and Black Bachelors. Stuff. It's
1: not okay. Exactly. I'm people do not be misled by what you are seeing. And that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna simmer some of y'all down and, oh no, they care about us now. No, they no, no. I, and that is why I will continue to keep posting this the stuff that is going on in this world so y'all don't become y'all don't become um, Disillusion to what else is going on? Like that's the media's job. Like yo, let like let's calm all this down. Let's put black people at the forefront. And I'm even upset at Michael J. Um, not nah, I don't want to say I don't want to say upset. Michael B. Jordan. What well, he knew. But, Well, he was one and during one of the protests, he's mm-hmm. up there and he was like, um, "We got to put. You got to hire more black staff, fam." That's not the ish, that's not the, that, bro, that is a part of a, solu- like, first of all, address the issue, and that is not the major issue. They don't value us, and to say that they need to put more black people in, in films and stuff, that don't, that don't make people like black people more and want to stop killing them what what that says is well we gave y'all the movies we gave y'all the bachelor we gave y'all starbucks we gave we put on kunte kunte we put on kunte
2: <laughs> <laughs> <We put on,
1: laughs> We put on Kunta Claw for you. We did this, we did that, we did this, we did that. What more do y'all want? And that's always been the argument. That's been the argument from the moment that they said we gave y'all freedom. hmm What more do y'all want? Which is one thing I agree with Donald Trump on. Something that he said in an interview with a black oh, with a black um anchor, uh black uh uh yeah, news anchor the other day. He said, um, you say, you know, they're free, but yeah
2: you know. <laughs> I'm done, but <laughs> so you know, okay.
1: Exactly. He's I like, uh. She was like, President, she's like, President Trump, we are free. And I was like,
2: nah, No, we not nah. don't <laughs> ever believe that lie. Just cause we can use the same bathrooms <laughs> and like yeah. grocery shop side by side does yeah. not mean that we come on i
1: said i gotta agree with him on this one right.
2: he's like he's like,
1: eh. he's like he's like you know that's really? kind of up in the air too i think i think i understood what he was trying to say in that moment like with all that's going on you can you know y'all kind of not freak. but you're president trump so it's not going to be taken well ever right. But I felt you on that one. I did. Okay. I was like, exactly. Thank you for saying it. He said, when well, Abraham like kind of sort of freed the slaves, and she right. was like, "Nah, we free." And he was like,
0: "Man," he
1: said, uh, he, said okay. "He said agree to disagree." <laughs> That's basically what he said.
2: He said you should probably read a book,
1: he but said, mm-hmm. okay. He said, "Look, I'm the president. I've seen I know. these documents." <laughs> But that's what I've been telling people. That's what I've been telling people. I've been telling people this for years. We are not free. Stop saying that. Free. I like those free-ish shirts. I like those. hmm But, you know, it's free-ish because we only going... And I don't want to sound like that guy. I'm not a defeatist Black person. Um, but a lot of times, that's why we... Have to do doubly great. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. we have to excel greater than people. And um, I disagreed with um uh, uh, Queen and Slim. There was a you know there was a movie that came out hmm. that I wanna say this past summer, but it wasn't.
2: It was this past fall.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Queen and Slim came out. There was a couple of they Brought it up a couple of times. They were saying, "Why do plat? Why do black people feel like they always have to be excellent? Why can't they just be?" It's like we're not awarded that luxury of just right. being. We always have to validate ourselves, and we don't, but we do. You know what I mean? If you want to live in this society, if you want to be accepted in this society, because it is a white society, you do have to be excellent. Yeah. One, so that they don't kill you. Because it's not just good enough just to be, just exist. You're not good enough just to exist. It's, you got to be, you got to give some some sort of value to the world. Mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, and it's, it's a whole thing, you know. Prove your worth to me, you know, or else you're a menace to society. So we do have to be great. We do have to be excellent and we do have to excel. We do have to do better. And that's always.
2: No, go ahead. ahead, Sorry.
1: Go ahead. ahead. I'm done. Pretty much. But
2: even with that, I feel like proving or being excellent, it still doesn't absolve you from anything necessarily. Like, and correct me if I'm wrong. Because, so, okay. Actually, what do you mean when you say, like, being a value and not a minister society like i don't mean
1: that i don't mean that for us and i don't mean that from my lens i'm talking about the way in which they view us the way in which they view us i'm not saying that it's true because we don't in my opinion god qualifies us and god verifies Mm -hmm. us and validates us um but from a from a linear standpoint and not a vertical standpoint but from a horizontal standpoint, that is what's always been instilled in us, mm-hmm. um,
2: <clears throat>
1: that we have to be.
2: Yes, it does. It is. Um, I guess my point was just more so, like, even when you do do everything, quote unquote, right, or, like, you do exist and you do operate from a place of, like, extreme excellence... Mm-hmm. it often feels like it's still it's not enough like because c- like even from their lens like someone can acknowledge like yeah like they're this great doctor or they achieved xyz thing or like they're an amazing or like they've done all yeah. these things or acquired all these accolades and it's still like it literally just takes one white person seeing your skin and none of that matters like you're just i mean as far as that white you're you too are a minister society yeah and therefore, I don't respect you, and I'm gonna wipe you out. Like,
1: I'll say it like this: <clears throat> they not they not murdering Tyler Perry, they not murdering Puff Daddy. I get what you mean. They not killing. Um, they not purposefully killing um, a senator and stuff like that. You know what I mean? In um, plain sight and all of that type of stuff. It's oh snap! Well, you're not. It's like. Movies are super beneficial, and so I do, in a way, in many ways, I do appreciate what Netflix is doing, Um, opening up, trying their best. I'm not going to say their best, but, you know, presenting these, putting these black films at the forefront so white people can see, hey, look at what they've been talking about, look at what they've been saying, and look at their experience, Um, but it's like, it's like well in the movie Django with Jamie Foxx and um Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio brings out um a skull at one point and he brings up this idea of an exceptional Negro. Mm-hmm. And um negroes in quotes. And he's talking about there um an exceptional Negro is one in ten thousand. And he goes on this, you know, this rhetoric and this soliloquy, I'll even say, about um the rarity it is to be an exceptional Negro, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. da da, 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 da. you are like, you are that one in 10,000 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And that is a lot of people's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. When they, when they talk to me and, you know, I had I had a coworker when I was working at Target. Um, he was a white man, well-to-do, you know, went on a lot of trips and all of that stuff. He would always say that he, he loved talking to me because um, I was different. And I'm like, what do you mean, different? He's like, you yeah. know, he's like, you don't talk like such and such, you don't talk like such and such, like, you know, um, you you got your wits about you, you can tell. I'm like, I'm no different from them. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean. I used to view that like in my culture, like you know, just being around black people. I would love to like view that as, I love being different. That's you know, it's just in my makeup to be different, mm-hmm. but. I can't let you have this. You yeah. know what I mean? I can't let you have this. I can't let you walk around thinking that because what I was brought up to believe and what where I am at is to know that, like it or not, I am a representation of my people. Yeah. So if I'm like this, there's others like this. You know what I mean? And others greater than this. You know what I mean? Um. So... I don't, in that vein, I don't want to be viewed as an exception. I don't, I also don't want to be viewed as the standard. I want to be able to be looked at as an individual just like the rest of y'all. You know what I mean? But since we don't have that luxury and probably won't have it in my lifetime, I'll just have to let you know I'm not exceptional.
2: Yeah. And
1: so that's what I mean. Absolutely. Well, he's educated. And so that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, oh, well, we, we might not have to kill you. You know what I mean? Or right. or your life would mean something or, be or the world would by, miss you. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> uh... Speech, speaking of exceptional people, um, Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard have come out and, and proposed the idea of foregoing the rest of the NBA season. Recently, it came out that the NBA would restart their NBA season, the 2019-2020 season, on, I think, June 31st. Kyrie Irving, who has been known to shake things up in the league, um, has um, given his take on it, saying that he just thinks that they should forego the NBA season in protest. And I, for one, stand with him. Victoria, what are your thoughts?
2: I respect that tremendously, um, especially because I mean, like, it's one of those things. Keep in mind,
1: he's injured this season.
2: Oh well,
1: <laughs> but keep that in mind. I mean, There's a lot of things at play. As you,
2: I'll still, I, I can still appreciate it. Um, I think it's one of those things. If we're at a time now where like people really do have to essentially pick a side like Mm -hmm. there's no great like for me personally there's no gray area here at this point um and so i feel like if you feel convicted that you know you're part of an institution or involved with an institution that does not care about the well-being of people who look like you then take a stand like take a stance um hopefully you've been managing your money properly but
1: so that's the thing right I think um a lot of times we look at professional athletes and think that all of them are rich yeah that is not the case they're not (laughs) and so some of them so Kyrie was proposing that they all shouldn't play Mm -hmm. and um Kyrie has the luxury of not being, of not having to play because Kyrie has, um, I think Kyrie has a Pepsi, uh, contract. Yeah. Kyrie has an NBA contract, probably a max deal. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: uh, you know, hundreds, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, he has a sneaker deal, you know, probably, um, over millions of dollars as well. So Kyrie has, um, he has carte blanche to not play. Yeah. You know, um, someone like someone like the last person on the bench would be like, nah, I got to play.
2: Right. I kind of need to, I've been
1: needing to play the past (laughs) three months, you know? Um, so what I propose is this, and what I've been proposing is this, is that the stars, that don't, the stars that are well off, have great um financial advisory, have their money in different pots and all of that type of stuff mm-hmm. that they don't play. Yeah. You've got many stars, people that they come out to see. You got James Harden, um, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, uh, the list goes on of mm-hmm. mega stars that if they didn't play, they would be missed. Yeah. And that they could speak up and that they could say something, you know? Um, So you have those people out there. Um, So I propose that. And or, Kyrie, that you would help supplement some of the costs if you don't want people to be playing. You know what I mean? But that's a whole other thing, right? Um, I'll say this. Stephen A. came out. Stephen A. Smith came out and, and showing his coonish ways yet again. Every time I try to shoot Stephen A. some bail, here he comes with some other rhetoric that is like, what are you talking about? So Stephen A. Smith, who is who just got paid like $10 million, it's not a lot. It's not a lot for what. To Steve me, it is. is. I mean, to us, it so, is. yeah. No, <laughs> um,
2: like that place. I'm like, well, what would I do with ten million? You got
1: paid ten million dollars, but like, I think it's over like ten years. Oh, okay. So it's like kind of like it's you yeah, you got paid the most ever, but for all that they got you doing, they got him on everything. Yeah. Speaking on everything. He got a podcast, he got a show, and then he gotta be each and every place in the world, you know? So they getting their money's worth. Um, but him, he comes on his show and he says, You've got a job to do. First of all, There's a greater job to be done. Right. I think we're missing that. He was like, You got a job to do. Do your job. And um, we, ha- what good is that going to do if you don't play? And then we've, like, fam, sports have been an intricate and have played an intricate part in the civil rights movement and have played. A major role in shifting the the conversation on civil rights. Yeah. It always has. It always has. Um look at um, um Jesse Owens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um if you look at uh, Jackie Robinson,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um you look at Bill Russell, yep. sports has always played. A major part in the in the shifting of the civil rights movement conversation and and things taking place. Um, <clears throat> so it is not far fetched for a player to say, "Look at my influence. I see my influence. I see what's going on. I see the disparaging ratio between white um stand stand um people in the stands." stand yeah. attendees and black stand stand attendees and in, in the like, and you know what I mean? Um, I see who's getting floor seats. I see exactly. who's in the lower um, sections. I see who's in the balconies. I see the disparaging color difference. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it would be, and I won't give too much, um, too much, uh, um, weight to what Stephen A. Smith said. I just think he was wrong. And I think, um, um, Shannon Sharp is wrong. Um, and I think, uh, um, Skip is wrong. I think, cause you know, ultimately they're always like, I-, I think that they should play, but I think that, you know, they should play while they protest is what Shannon and Skip were saying. They should play while they protest. They, they want you to play. Right. And I keep, telling people this you're not supposed to like a protest. Protests right. are not supposed to be comfortable. comfortable. I love basketball. I would love to see basketball being played. If they still decide to be um Uncle Toms and play, I'm going to watch, but I'm going to watch thinking y'all are Uncle Toms. But I love <laughs> I love basketball. So it's it is going to hurt me as well. And I'm sure it's not gonna hurt me as much as it's it's gonna hurt them if they do if they do decide not to play. Yeah. But <clears throat> but there is a greater good that people have to look at. This is the Colin Kaepernick situation all ag- all over Europe. again. Back when Colin Kaepernick was asking other players to to stand in solidarity or kneel in solidarity with him. And few, a few cats did it, but the large majority, um, people like Des Bryant were saying, well, I got a family to feed. I got to do this. And I, I'm like, fam, it's bigger than that. And that's why protest means so much, because the bigger the sacrifice, the bigger the protest. People don't want to sacrifice anything. So. And I get it for a lot of people. They've been poor for too long. I yeah. get it. I get it. But like, fam. But I would also understand. Great. So, and I've never been mad at. I've never been mad at anybody or too mad for anybody that didn't want to. That wanted to feed their family, quote unquote, because you can feed your family. You know. Um, never been too upset at anybody that didn't. I was just like, I'm like, oh well, you don't care about. The rest of us, you know what I mean? Pretty and not much. everybody's built like that. Not everyone is built like that. But for those, but so we don't celebrate you like we celebrate people that are and were built like that. That's, That's the true. difference. Don't expect to be, don't expect to be um, looked at in this light if you weren't about the cause. Yeah. Period. If you weren't all the way down. Um, But I'll tell you this, I won't continue to support or be at a job that doesn't support me. It's like this, right? Someone was like, I saw a post about someone not posting, um, someone not posting. Like, you know, in job interviews, they like to just pop up at the job and surprise the people because they didn't want to click whether they were black or not on the resume or whatever, mm-hmm. or the application. I'm like, that's stupid. You want to know who is potentially employing you. If they don't hire you off the strength that you are black, you want to know that.
2: Exactly. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I never really got that. I was like, I want y'all to know that I'm black. Because- yes. <laughs> Well one I'm like you trying to hit a diversity quota.
1: Yeah, I think about that too. <laughs>
2: I'm, like, I like,
1: what mean?
2: I'm like, you gotta you gotta check off a of box.
1: No, I'm not Hispanic. Nope. So you don't have to
2: get it. A- African American <laughs> black. Mm-hmm. Check. It is I. A- I'm like, y'all gonna know, because you definitely can't tell from my name. So um Yes, you can. Victoria is Wilson.
1: W- is Wilson a black person? It's not a white person's
2: name. I know white people who have Wilson. Oh, as their Owen name. Wilson. Yeah, I was like, Wilson. It better be a white person name because it's definitely. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Oh well, are you done?
2: Oh yeah, I was. Okay. Y'all know what I was getting at.
1: Let me. I don't want to. We just been talking. I want to. Okay. Um. All these knee jerk reactions. This I'm reading from Lon's list. All these knee jerk reactions by companies to pass five POC. Stop. Oh, we, we we got that. What is your issue with Band Aid, Brand?
2: Oh, Band. am <laughs> First of all, I'm just like we've been. For me, it's just like we've been saying this stuff for years, and. It's just wild to me that everybody's like running to recognize like the full scope of humanity in this present moment. I was like, I've been black using your peach tone (laughs) band-aids for forever. So I'm not really clear. Now they're like launching tomorrow. We've got colors like i'm like i don't i was like i'm not really into it i already found a band-aid brand that cares about my black skin (laughs) so i'm gonna just keep using them i just don't like these last-ditch efforts like these desperate efforts because what it says to me is just like y'all had the power to do all of this from jump but you just it didn't matter to you you didn't care it's now like now that it's potentially going to impact your bottom line they're like, oh.
1: Well, nobody was tripping on a band-aid. First of all, I told you this: Band-Aid brand had came out with some black band-aids a long time ago, and cats wasn't having it.
2: But you have to understand though like <laughs> that's not, not my experience. That. Like that is literally information that I looked all over tr- I found nothing about it. So I they, was like so there I I
1: literally sent you a link. I li- well not a link, I sent you a photo. That photo was from back in the day. If you look at the difference between um the uh the logos and stuff. That's an old that's an old advertisement. That's what I'm saying. They've done it And of course, I'm sure that they tried to get rid of it and sweep it under the rug before because Cash was like, I can't believe y'all are doing this.
2: And so, okay, even if that is the case, still doesn't work for me because I'm like, at that point, I'm just saying, don't be mad at Band-Aid Brand. Doing the right thing, huh?
1: I'm just saying, don't be mad at Band-Aid Brand because they... I am going
2: to be mad at me. I'm not mad at, like, them specifically. But my thing is just like, okay, you tried, and (laughs) you, what, got backlash from white people, I'm assuming.
1: No, you got backlash from black people.
2: Okay, so again, I don't know. Like, this isn't my experience. Like, this is not information that's readily available. you ain't about to hijack
1: my experience. I'm just...
2: (laughs) I'm not trying to hijack it, but I'm saying from where I stand and my position on it, them doing shaded band-aids like that's nothing that's been known the, to me the
1: timing is wrong band-aid brand not right now okay because these band-aids don't mean nothing after i'm shot up but the timing is wrong but I remember, I remember there was a time I was like, yo, where do black band-aids go? And they got pulled because black people were outraged because they thought how racist it was to have black band-aids. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I was like, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted them because I would always look at it like, why don't they have band-aids that like, I, it took me a while to realize, oh, these are flesh tone band-aids for white people. Right. Cause I I I'm like oh you got a it? oh it blends with your skull <laughs> and so Crayola they came out with their, um with their crayons which they had back when I was very young they had those again black people was hot
2: well that I don't understand I enjoyed my I don't understand black either crayons one. um either way the point is. It just doesn't make sense right now. It's just like y'all could have tried nah, again now. when people were more enlightened. I don't know, but nah, I
1: know bad timing.
2: This is not
0: not into it.
2: I'll stick with my true color bandages and my brownages. Thank you very much,
1: Dave Chappelle.
2: Didn't watch it.
1: Dropped um a special on YouTube. It's not on Netflix, but it is um, a Netflix subsidiary. I think like it's called Netflix is not a joke on YouTube. Um, it's called 846. I said, why did they name it 846? That was the time or the, the duration that Derek Chauvin's knee was on George Floyd's neck. 846, um, Dave Chappelle gave a very heartfelt Commentary on the events of, in my opinion, the past 400 years (laughs) Um, it was great, it's, it's You, you do watch it and you do get angry, um, and you should I think that it's beneficial coming from Dave Chappelle because of white people love Dave Chappelle, white people love Dave Chappelle. They love when Dave Chappelle says the N word. They love Dave Chappelle and have big, like take all of this blackness. Now you're going to mm-hmm. watch it because it's me, you know? And he, you know, he, the irony of it all was that he, he was talking about like people don't want to hear from celebrities right now. Um, but here he is talking about it But it's cool Because I'll say I'll say this It's not that we don't want to hear from celebrities It's that we don't want to hear from certain celebrities There are certain celebrities that we want to hear from People that will be able to speak um, Accurately About what is going on The plight of our people People that will be able to speak accurately Poignantly Precisely And um, piercingly about what is going on and they have a wide reach and so i think dave Chappelle is a is he's he's the prototype he he is the paramount he is the pinnacle of what that would be in my opinion um don't look for too many jokes a lot of jokes going on um there are jokes but they're not like really funny to me they, you know what i mean But it was less about the joke. You know what I mean? You're going to make jokes because you're a funny guy. You know what I mean? But it was way less about that. And it was more so about... Well, it was definitely about the message at hand. 846. Um, Victoria, don't watch it. You're going to get mad.
2: I haven't watched it. But that's also because Jay Chappelle is a little problematic. (laughs) Another time.
1: Hashtag podcast. Podcast about that. Um, let's, let's do this and get out of here. Um, the killing of Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta and the events thereafter. after the police chief resigned, firing of the officer and the district attorney, saying use of force was unreasonable and charges will be brought this week. This is what we were talking about at the top of this episode. Um along with the other the other um lynchings of people that they are trying to write off as suicides, which is right. ridiculous. Black people do not hang themselves from trees. So so no, um there was a a killing of a young girl in Ohio, I think just yesterday, at a stoplight, white man just decided she didn't deserve to live anymore, 18 years old, gone. Um, please, the our, our black women are just as much in this fight as our black men. They are killing them off just as much as they are killing off our black men. Please be aware. Um. Breonna Taylor, um, they, they came out with the incident report or the report, the police report on, you know, the raid and everything. It was blank.
2: Insulting.
1: And to add salt to an open wound, they pass a law in her name saying no more, um, raids like that and no more warrants like that. But it's like, so you pass... You pass a bill or you pass a law that says that this can't happen anymore, but but you know we're not bringing them to.
2: They're still on death duty, getting paid, getting their paychecks, and going about their day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um I don't know, the right... What yeah, Rashad, but Rashad. yeah. That situation was... Completely avoidable. Com- like, I was just like, there are so many points throughout this entire timeline where the cops at no point, like, nobody needed to even lift their finger to dial 911. Like, at all. And I'm just going to assume also, based on where that Wendy's is located in the city, that it like it's in a very black area of town. So I'm also just curious. I'm just like, who Yeah, what black person What black person called the cops on somebody who fell asleep in the drive-thru? Like please make it like what was your thought process there it does not make sense
1: the thought process is um this is suspicious behavior maybe they'll. i'm afraid to tell him to move it along um it is it's, it's a dimly lit space that drive-through is dimly lit if we're it talking is. about the one around the corner from my my old residence is that where it happened
2: It's the one on University Ave. My friend lives down the street from that Wendy's.
1: The one on University Ave. Yeah.
2: I don't think it's like terribly. I mean. That's
1: from where I I used to live, right? Yeah. Yup. Yeah. There's a, a, a J.J. Fish across the street.
2: There's a gas station.
1: There's a gas station. There's mad gas stations.
2: It's like a BP gas station. I'm pretty sure.
1: It's a BP gas station. A shell. Yeah, I don't know. There's a McDonald's across the street. Is we'll it? We'll
2: go with that. I don't know if we're talking about the same That's one, the one,
1: That's the one I'm pict- picturing. Um, And they burned it down, and I was very glad that they burned it down. I don't care if she was white or not. Um, And even though she was trying to blame it on black people.
2: Yeah, I was like, in that case, I do care if she was white or not. I was like, because y'all do this stuff? And then y'all be like, the black people did it. We
1: didn't. Well, they got her on tape that she was like, she's just, did. just very calmly just lighting it up. It um, really was like, yeah, <laughs> that's not funny. It is. You funny, didn't light like the
2: first couple of times, so you just just kept pressing it, just taking her like, time. And no one, like, yo, and no
1: one came to no get it. No one did anything. <laughs> um, no, completely avoidable situation. But I guess the thought process, like you were saying, is I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Elena, and just a week ago, your boy Ti so eloquently said, "This is Wakanda.
2: This
1: type of stuff Atlanta. don't happen here." Well, Clifford
2: Harris the Third,
1: it happened. Clifford Tip Harris the Third, it happened here or there. Um. But I, I do think, I do have a lot of faith in the Atlanta uh, judicial system. I do. And I think that this guy will be charged to the fullest extent of the law. Local-
2: I will say local. that. Like, in light of the tragedy that it is, I feel like, generally speaking, Atlanta does have a history of, like, getting these cops together and all the way out of here. And, like, punishing them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, for whatever it's worth, mm-hmm. yes, Fairly confident that you know
1: the four cops that um um dragged those two kids, those two yes. college students out of the car. They were dealt with, and they on trial right now. Yep. They yeah they, they were like, but I went to uh I guess like when all of this stuff was coming to light, quote unquote. I guess like when it was like at the forefront because it's been in the light, but it's coming. It was coming to the forefront. This is like maybe five years ago. Um, was it was a panel discussion and Atlanta police were, were there and they let us know. they was like all this type of stuff that you seeing all over the world, it can't happen here. They said Atlanta does not play. They don't play when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean, like ain't going to be no police brutality, um, police killings and they just getting on scot free in Atlanta. So I will say this, in, in my lack of, in in all of my skepticism and my lack of trust in everyone, as it should be, because I only trust God. But um, I do have a little bit more faith in Atlanta and what they're going to do about this.
2: Yeah, Keisha was like, "No, get them out of here." That was unexpected. why did, but why does the um,
1: police um, chief step down? He was. I always
2: there. think, honestly, I always think that's stupid. I'm just like. What is that solving? Well, like, I'm, I'm
1: out of here.
2: Right. I'm like, so friends? what, like, what does that help? Like,
1: why are you stepping down? Why are
2: you stepping down? Like, <laughs> are you, do you feel guilty about, like, do you recognize you're responsible for promoting racist cops? Like, do you just, yeah, it, I never get it when the, the news announces, like, so and so's police chief has stepped down. I'm like, what is that solving? Is that of that somebody do? now being unemployed. Like you still got the same crazies running around the office,
1: right, and now they don't have a police chief,
2: right, so like are they self managing <laughs> like
1: <laughs> that and to me that said that to me that says you got something to do with this somehow like right yeah like, me me me. I would stay i I'm, I'm up there, and I'm everybody gonna hear about it for me you know
2: basically well, I'm, well, I'm losing my job because you want to be stupid she said i'm gonna step down so that the change that needs to be put in place can take place i was like that don't make sense like
1: you, you can want, that's the why you the chief
2: <laughs> i was like you can be part of the salute like you recognize this right i think it's just she what's wants she, to be
1: racist Was she like
2: yeah. Oh, she woman. wanted.
1: The, she wanted the freedom to be
2: right. She was like, "I gotta freely be racist, so I gotta go. I gotta step down. I gotta dip. I, I ain't standing for this equal opportunity <laughs> like,
1: Oh, you shot uh, Let me. Let me, let me, let let me go. Step down. <laughs> Cause they don't hear my thoughts, me Hi.
2: Hey. Mm.
1: Um. Oh uh, man. You know, what just- else? Last thing, Lon got for us. Lon apologizing, like, I won't be able to make it today. Fam, we done. We've
2: gathered. We've gathered an hey. hour and a half later.
1: Uh, NASCAR getting rid of the Confederate flag because of a black man named Bubba. Huh? Yeah. There was a black man named Bubba? Yeah. Wait, what happened?
2: So there's a NASCAR racer. I don't know his last name, but his name is Bubba. He is a black NASCAR race driver. I don't really know what he had to do with the NAS with NASCAR deciding to remove the Confederate flag from everything, but I'm guessing he said something or he spoke up and called them out. But I'm also like, but she was racing; he was still racing the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I'm like, cool. I guess. Again, I'm just like, this. <laughs> what was the guy's name who stepped down? Who stepped, you mean the oh, police chief? Huh? No. No one was stepped a, down.
1: Yes. There was a NASCAR racer who decided that he was no longer racing after this year. Oh, because no, no people one knows had a freedom <laughs> to choose what flag that they waved. Let me tell you this.
2: Oh, that was another ran- that was a random white man who like nobody knows. NASCAR was like we had to google you <laughs> because we didn't even know that you were a NASCAR racer. <laughs> so, bye. That's why. <laughs> they were like the, who company,
1: are you? the company telling me to the whole world that they had to google me. The company that pays me. <laughs> so this man me. this man has finished um, top ten in a race once.
2: The white man who dipped. Yes. Okay, it does not surprise me.
1: Granted, it's two hundred cars. I think I don't know depending <laughs> right. on the race, but you know, you you won't be missed. I don't think. They say they say you and all your and your and your your hundreds of fans can go. Right. <laughs> you yeah. hundreds See of See you,
2: fans. never.
1: Little i um, I'll say this, man. NASCAR been trying to get us to watch NASCAR for years. They have. Remember, they, I think they had like Beyonce doing something one time. They let her get Beyonce. They did?
2: Thing. I don't remember. That's somebody... how devoted I am to not watching NASCAR. Yes. So I was like, I was like no, oh,
1: man. y'all want us to watch? I'm definitely not watching. Like, what is that? Why do y'all want us to watch so bad? Right. <clears throat>
2: um, maybe so they can... Maybe it's like how you get, you know, get out. Maybe that's how they need to get black people. They'll put us in a trance. It's witchcraft. That's what it is. They're trying to lure us into a trap.
1: I'm pausing, so but you, can you continue to speak.
2: <laughs> They're trying to lure us into a trap. Don't trust it, folks. Okay, I mean, yeah, there's
1: some, some something's happening. Um, something's definitely happening. Um, <laughs> what did I want to say? Oh yeah, Confederate flag. Confederate people with Confederate flags are not patriotic. <clears throat> Stop acting like. People with Confederate flags are more patriotic than people that don't wave the Confederate flag or feel like it should be still around. To have a Confederate flag is to say that you are a traitor of the United States of America. It is a, it's in direct defiance of the Constitution. That's all that it represents.
2: Europe. I mean, and racism.
1: Why don't white people
2: know that? They genuinely don't. Like, they're not taught the like. I mean, the American education system has failed everyone. Like, let's be clear: Mm -hmm. white people are not taught that about the history of the Confederate flag. They genuinely aren't. They think it's like a heritage thing. They think it's a like. I'm showing. I'm. I'm not even joking with you right now. White people genuinely think that the confederate flag is not steeped in racism. They think it's just something showing like they're proud to be a white person. It is just something that just is circulated within their family. Many, a lot of them just don't have any idea like what the, like the actual true history of the confederate flag. One is not really taught in history classes, what it actually means. And so then if you're leaving that education up to a family member, (laughs) <clears throat> like you're screwed. Like you whitewash. Yeah, you're gonna think it's okay.
1: They whitewash everything, man.
2: They do. They think it's appropriate. I mean, like, you can even say that with like my sister and I were talking about just like the N-word, because she had this realization that like she just wondered, she was like, do white people, just because of how often white people were like, why can't I say it? It's just a word, blah, blah, blah. And so it made her think, she was just like, do white people just not know what the N-word means? And so she did a poll and she asked people to reply, like, how did you, like, how did you hear, come to know the N-word? Like, how has that been presented to you? Mm. For the majority, it was the first time they really heard the N-word was in a song. Um, It was never taught. They never had an understanding of, like, what it actually meant or, like, the history behind it. Mm. And so I'm like, and to that point, I'm like, well, okay. Like, if you're not clear on the historical, like, relevance of the word, I can see why y'all are confused, but you shouldn't be confused. <laughs> like, this is something that needs to be taught to y'all. Like, yeah. you should be hip to this.
1: Before you get hurt out here.
2: Exactly. And so, and that's like, then you're out here confused when somebody's ready to like bust your head open because you called them the N-word because you thought it was cute and it's not. And like, yeah, we, Black people can't say it. I mean, I personally try not to say it, but... Black people can say it. White people, no, you cannot. Why? Because of the historical context of it. So, no, I don't want to hear that word across your lips. And I don't mm-hmm. care if you heard it for the first time on a flow Rida song. Like, I don't care. It's not for you.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Well, thank your sister for that pull. She, I shall. All right, guys. Um, I think that's it. Oh, we're gonna pray, but um I th- think that's it pretty much. Uh oh, you you wanna pray? You should pray.
2: Oh gosh, okay. I'm awesome, let, thank you. I'm not gonna let the enemy take over thank you time. so much. <sighs> All you. right. Um, Father, we come before you mm-hmm. humbly. Mm as we grapple with and navigate through these very difficult times. Um, Mm. I know that you are a God who hears us. I know you are a God who listens. Mm. So I know in our moments of distress, our moments of confusion, our moments of anger, we know that you hear our cries. But Father, we just ask that you light our paths, um, show us, where to show up, how to show up in a way that will honor you, but also get us to the point that I know that you desire for your people. Mm. Um, and even if we don't see it in this lifetime, like, just let us be steadfast in the work that you have for us and being the light that you want us to be in this world, um, of Mm. the acknowledgement being impressed upon the hearts of those who need to acknowledge whatever it is they need to acknowledge. Um, Mm. And that we are setting up your kingdom to prevail for generations to come well mm. past us. Um, mm. And so, again, Father, just order our steps, mm. guide our hearts, mm. um, let us be your mouthpiece, Um And just let us not forget. Let us also always remember that, like, we have not been left alone, that you have not forgotten about us, that you hear us. Mm -hmm. And in your holy and precious name, amen.
1: Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (coughs) I knew it'd be fire. Trying new things. I knew it'd be fire. What?
2: I don't know. I don't, like, publicly just, like... Why not? I'm very awkward, like not even like in the no, like, Oh my God, I'm so awkward. But like, no, like I get very like in my head about a lot of things. So, and I think it's just because of like where I feel, I think is, this is not a conversation we <laughs> necessarily have on the podcast, but I think it's also because I'm sometimes self-conscious about um, where I am in my walk. Which I know is like the devil. I know it's the enemy trying to creep in and create that. But Mm -hmm. I think I always feel very like much like an infant. Um and yeah, so it makes me like I get nervous.
1: Understandable. And I'm glad you know that it's the enemy. Um, but a part of it is like if you do feel like an infant, just take it from an infant standpoint. The only way you know how to walk is if you s- take a step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and the truth of the matter is we are all like little babies in God's eyes. That's real. You know? Um, as much as we grow and as much as we um continue to mature, God is always looking at us like, Oh, look at my baby. That's so cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fresh. So, um, yeah, don't don't let it discourage you, man. It is very I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you prayed out loud and I really, really appreciate it. More than you know, I have encountered people that like just will not pray out mm. loud. And it's always a thing. I'm always asking people, why don't you pray out loud? And it was like, Well, cause I'm scared. Well, because I'm nervous. Well, I don't know if I'm saying the right things. Well, like I just don't want to because, you know, I just You know, I don't know if, if this is, I'm like, fam, pray. It is important. And it is important that you pray out loud. Real quick. um, In my prayer walk with the Lord, um, like the last, like major one that I had, I told the Lord, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to dedicate myself to prayer. The Lord was like, all right, great. And he was like, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And I was like, okay, awesome. Um, he was like, All right, first, I want you to get on your knees. I'm like, All right, got it. And he's like, All right, now pray out loud. And I was like, First, like to get on my knees thing, because I, I, I'm i always praying. I'll pray in the bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll do whatever. But, um, and it's not that you always have to pray on your knees or whatever. But I think, like, to start off, like, God just wanted me to remind me and for me to know that this is reverential and yeah. uh, getting on your knees is a sign of surrender, you know, be that as it may in this, in this day and time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So God just wanted me to, you know, get to the starting point and he was like, all right, well, cool. I, right. and um, pray I'll pray out loud. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm okay. I, like this is literally a conversation I was having with the Lord. and conversations are always weird with the Lord. Like, not weird, but they're always, like, weird after the fact. Like, oh, snap. I've just had, like, a real conversation with God.
2: No, for real. It's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah. Like, it wasn't weird in the moment, but then when you get out of it. Yeah, it's you're like. Like, like, <sighs> like, wait a minute. Was I just talking? Like, talking to God? Like, for real? I'll be checking
2: me, though. Hmm? Like,
1: oh, no. He, always, like, <laughs> he about to check me right now in this conversation, right? So, um, it, well, in the story that I'm telling so he was like, all right, well, cool. Pray out loud. And I said, nah. And it's funny because you read the Bible and you wonder why. Like, why are y'all questioning the King of Kings and the Lord mm-hmm. of Lords, the, having, the maker of heaven in earth? Why are y'all questioning him? Just do it. He got it under control. But you realize that God is allowing you to have that little wrestle with him so that you don't just have it in your head, but you have it in your heart. Yeah. Um, and it becomes a part of you. And so like he's not just, God doesn't just want to deal with the mechan mm. God doesn't want to deal with the mechanics themselves. He wants to deal with the very thing that makes it go. And so mm. he was like, he said, why not? Why don't you, why don't you want to pray out? And God knows the answer. But he was like, Why don't why don't you wanna pray out loud? And I said, I was like, come on, man, you you know why. <laughs> He was like, I do. He was like, I do. He was like, but why? And I said, man, because they'll hear me. Mm. He said, who's that? I said, come on, bro. Like, you know who they are. He said, I do know who they are. Mm -hmm. He said, more importantly, they know who I am.
2: And
1: Mm. you know who I am. So pray out loud. I was like, I was like... (laughs) I said, okay okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, immediately like your your prayers are longer um mm-hmm. it's more intimate mm-hmm. um you feel like you had a real heart to heart with god because you did um you know it, it it you feel the atmosphere shifting and and has shifted after you pray And that is exactly why the enemy does not want us to pray out loud because it is powerful to pray out loud because you are speaking things into the atmosphere. You You are praying the word of God into the atmosphere. It is important. It is imperative that you pray out loud. Yeah. The Bible even talks about praying out loud. It does. I did not know that until like maybe like a few weeks ago. I'm like, oh, you... I, and that's how, you know, like the Lord is really talking to you. Cause then like he'll show you in scripture, like, Oh, okay. That wasn't just me because I didn't have that knowledge before mm-hmm. but, um, Jesus was telling Paul or Peter He said, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. And so, yes, please, please, please. I, I thank you. I encourage you. And those of you out there that are listening, when you pray, It's okay to pray. It's okay to pray to yourself. Like when you're in public places, so people don't think you're crazy or whatever it is. But in your intimate time with the Lord, do not be afraid to pray out loud. The God of the universe hears you. Y'all always, y'all always be talking about praying to the universe and speaking things into the universe. Well, the God of the universe is hearing you and he's the one that puts those things into action as they should be put into action. All right? Um, Amen. Thank y'all. And um, this turned out to not be such a terrible podcast. Um, Thank thank you, Victoria, for kicking it with me. Um, And we got to set up a meeting very soon because we got some stuff coming up we do we do we got some stuff coming up we gonna try to do a live podcast soon you don't know the date we keep saying it but it's easier to do it like this um so follow us on facebook follow us on. We'll let you know where to follow us at so that we could do a live podcast um from the comfort of your home
2: amazing thank,
1: thank y'all thank you my friend
2: love you
1: love you too grace and peace